Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, how to survive the dark winter. Now, dark winter could mean um, the, uh, the scenario that they've cooked up around 2000 of a biologic experiment that, um, to control the world. But let's look at the dark winter that we've got because we've got lockdowns, food system, uh, environmental health care, politics. I mean, a bunch of stuff going on. So we're going to break it down for you in the stuff that that can make it by the censors. Because, yes, censorship is a big, big issue. So that's why we started our drbvip.com. And it's um, www.drb, like Dr. B, vip.com. And if you get on there, it's $2.97 a month, but we're going to have all of the PowerPoints and all of the data. See, the key is to get beyond the censorship, to get this information out there, that's the key. And you'll be able to download all the PowerPoints and PDFs, so this is going to be hugely important. But let's get, let's get into this, because let's look back at the Great Plague. And I'm talking 1918, I mean Black Death. Now, back then, in, they had a hypothesis that game, disease came from bad air, evil spirits, and sin. So they had these long stouts with, filled with herbs and red lenses to filter out the bad air and, you know, red lenses. <clears throat> they practice isolation, uh, bleeding, getting the bad blood out, using quicksilver or mercury, and incantations. And that was the most advanced science at the time. And this, is now, we have not progressed. Okay, the hypothesis is that disease comes from germs or viruses. Okay, and there's no talk about vitamins, immune system, strengthening, um, dealing with effective stress, none of that. Uh, so what the technology is, cover your face and nose to limit particles that you admit to others or that you can come in here because particles are dangerous. You've got to limit crowds. You've got to sanitize everything. And the therapies are isolation, lockdown, drugs, ventilators, and rushed force vaccine. Now, I'm telling you, 100 years from now, people will look at this like we're insane. The World Health Organization came out October 14th. It says they now oppose lockdowns. Now, now let, me, let me read this to you. Quote, the only time we believe a lockdown is justified is to buy time for you to reorganize, regroup, and rebalance your resources to protect your health workers who are exhausted. But by large, we'd rather not do it. Um, now, they go on to state that since the outbreak of the pandemic, scores of nations have implemented lockdowns based on the World Health Organization guidance, which has unleashed a tidal wave of unintended consequences. Okay, now, isn't that interesting that the lockdowns were designed to slow down? Because we've heard this before. You know, you're just going to wear masks. You're just going to do social distancing. To, to flatten the curve, and then you were told to um, ease the stress off of the hospitals. Well, in reality, there were a number of hospitals closed because of lack of people in there. There were doctors and nurses laid off, but the impositions were still there. Now, the World Health Organization goes on to state that lockdowns have just one more consequence that you never um, ever belittle that it's making poor people an awful lot poorer. Um, so we need to change this. We know that deaths from despair next year will total 874,000 
minimum. So you're looking at nearly a million people are going to die next year from deaths of despair. The UN, United Nations, came out in April and said this um, approach to this virus could kill hundreds of thousands of children. And that means that the world, <clears throat> this is a quote from the article, quote, the world body also said uh, in a risk report that 369 million children across 143 countries who rely on school meals for a reliable source of daily nutrition have been forced to look elsewhere. That's right. So when you hear the absolute assholes that are elected that say to save just one life, I'm going to take charge and shut down the economy, um, and not only is that completely ridiculous, not based in science, and, and has no bearing in our Constitution, they're literally wiping out our Constitution. But they're, they're not even looking at the millions of people that are going to die from it. So, hence the censorship. So, we're going to get into part of the stuff on our talk tonight on, on YouTube and Facebook. Um, except we can't get into all of it um, because it would be censored. So we're dividing the talk up into two. This, hopefully, will get by the censor. Um, on medrix.org, and what they did is, here's the title of the article, Population Level Control 19, or COVID-19, Mortality Risk for Non-Elderly Individuals, Overall Non-Elderly Individuals with or Without Underlying Disease in Pandemic Epicenters. Now, that's the title of the article. So, obviously, it's a little verbose, but what they did is they decided to check the relative risk of COVID-19 deaths in people under 65. Wouldn't that be something? Okay, <clears throat> and the outcome? Uh, let's go. The general population has a May 1, 2020, the absolute COVID death risk uh, expressed is equivalent to the death risk of driving a motor vehicle. End of quote. That's right. So if you're under 65, if you're getting in a car, you're risking your life the same as you would with, with a COVID-19. So, and you're not going to hear that on, on the news. Uh, now, I encourage you, because the only way to stop these draconian measures and to get our country back is to, is to organize. Uh, millions Against Medical Mandates, and this is M-A-M-M dot O-R-G, Millions Against Medical Mandates. You, the information on here is freaking brilliant, brilliant. And this is one of the groups that I totally support to get in and change the, the world. So they have a lot of different articles of why masking children is not good for the kids, it's not good, it doesn't protect them, and um, the risk-benefit ratio of the interventions. Um, and then it gives you lots of facts, lots of data that you could forward to your friends. That's also why we started the Dr. B VIP site. We know the Center for Disease um, Control uh, here's an article out of um, May um, 2020. Quote, although mechanistic studies support the potential effect of hand hygiene or face masks, evidence from 14 randomized controlled trials showed these measures did not sub support a substantial effect on transmission of laboratory-confirmed influenza. Isn't that something? <clears throat> then we have the National Institute of Health. 
Now, this is in August 2020. Uh, a study on infectivity of asymptomatic SARS-CoV carriers. That's right. So now, uh, see, think of this. We have a disease that is so deadly and so devastating um, that you have to be tested to see if you have it. That's right. There's no giant pustules. You're not coughing or bleeding on anyone. You know, I mean, you you got to test it. So what they did is they decided to see if asymptomatic people without symptoms, so that means all of the contact tracing, that means all of the, the, the PCR testing, all of this stuff is worthless if asymptomatic people don't spread it. What did they do? They, this, is the, the, this is the materials and methods from this study. 455 contacts were exposed to asymptomatic COVID virus carriers. Um, they were divided into three groups, 35 patients, 196 family members, and 224 office staff. They extracted their, their clinical records, auxiliary exam. What did they find out? <clears throat> In uh, <laughs> uh, cardiovascular disease accounted for 25% of the original diseases of all of the patients. Apart from the hospital staff, patients, and family members, they were all medically isolated. During the quarantine, seven patients plus one family member appeared to have new respiratory symptoms. The blood counts were within all normal. All the CT scans were normal. No severe acute respiratory syndrome. So their conclusion, in all the 455 contacts uh, from the SARS-CoV-2 infection, they conclude that the infectivity of the asymptomatic carriers might be weak. In English, that means that if you don't have symptoms, you're not likely to spread it. Yeah, I know. We can go to the world, the, the Center for Disease Control, um, and this is uh, Dr. Maria Van Kerhove, head of the World Health Organization Emerging Infectious Diseases. And now, uh, in June 8th, she cited, from the data we have, it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual. That was June. Of course, you can't have that information out there because that means all the contact tracing is ridiculous, all the constant testing of asymptomatic people is worthless, and I'm going to tell you why you have to keep this panic alive. Okay, why? Because the potential for asymptomatic transmission um, is, is the reason for social distancing, and that's what the CDC said. The potential for pre-symptomatic transition, uh, and even though reports say that it's not. When we look at um, the transmission, it turns out that according to the CDC, this is the Center for Disease Control, 80% of everybody infected with COVID-19 experience mild illness, uh, some of which no, no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, it, so we really need to take a look at this. Now, if we look at way back, and I know there's a long way to go back, but the, like February, uh, a French microbiologist, Didier Raoult, and he is like, um, uh, in, in correlation, our Dr. Fauci, only without the royalty. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't have that, that mystical property of never being wrong. Um, this is actually a real doctor. He said that the current death toll due to coronavirus was equal to about 2% of all viral pneumonia cases in hospitals. 
and that figure would probably shrink once the negative cases were accounted for. He doubted the number of deaths from the virus would increase significantly in France to overtake the number of deaths of pneumonia. And so when you look at this, you might say, well, wait a second. How can that be? Well, um, this is why. If, if you're wondering why, why would there be um, a, a, a continuing, even the, you know, shutting down businesses, even though the lockdown is not recommended by the World Health Organization, and deaths of despair are going to total, you know, more than a million? Why are they doing this? Why are they labeling essential and non-essential businesses? Why? Um, well, we can look at the New England Journal of Medicine, okay, and they have six criteria that have to be met before the state imposes the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine mandate. This means there has to be six criteria that have to be met in order to force you to give up your bodily integrity and, and get, this, get this untested, unproven vaccine that has to be held at 70 degrees negative Celsius because it's so friggin' dangerous that it gets to room temperature, it can cause mutation and damage to DNA. Uh, no, I know what you're thinking. It's chilled, is injected into you, it starts to warm up. Yes, but don't worry about that. There's no been long-term testing, but just submit. So what's the New England Journal of Medicine say? The first um, criteria, there's six substantive criteria that have to be met. The first is the existence of evidence that COVID-19 is inadequately controlled uh, in the state by other measures, such as testing, contact tracing, isolation, and quarantine. As indicated by sustained troubling trends in new cases, hospitalizations, or deaths. Isn't that interesting? They go on to state that principles in public health law and ethics require that interventions that impinge on autonomy must be reasonable and necessary. Therefore, COVID 19 must be present in an ongoing threat. That's right. And it goes on to state, by the time a vaccine is available, more will be known about natural immunity in the population and the consequences of relaxing community mitigation measures and the feasibility of scaling up and down tracing strategies. There should be a reasonable indication as to whether further measures are needed. Now, those that's just the first criteria. The next ones are the ACIP or Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, has to recommend it. Oh, yeah, they're really good at testing. That's a rubber stamp committee. Um, this next criteria is the supply of vaccine has to be su sufficient to cover the population groups. No problem there. They're manufacturing it like crazy right now, even though the testing isn't done. Um, the next criteria, available evidence about the safety and efficacy of the vaccine has to be transparently communicated. Well, it ain't been done so far in any vaccine, anytime, anywhere. Did you know that there have been 66 vaccines that have been discontinued in America? Yeah, that's right, because of problems. Let's look at the next criteria. <clears throat> the next one is the state has created infrastructure to provide access to vaccination without financial or logistic barriers. And the last criteria is a time-limited evaluation, voluntary uptake of the vaccine among high-priority groups has fallen short of the level required to prevent epidemic spread. That's the last criteria. 
So the more you look at this, there is a reason that natural therapies have been suppressed and why uh, the constant panic is is portrayed among the, the the CNN, what do they call that, the standard news media? Okay, and so first it was to wear your mask for what reason? To slow, so that, that hospital ICUs don't get overwhelmed. That never happened anywhere. They brought in extra hospital ships, they built other rooms, and they never got overwhelmed. And then you've got this butthead uh, governor and mayor in New York. We got to have ventilators. We got to have ventilators. Okay, beautiful. So they produced a shitload of ventilators, and they found out that that was the wrong therapy. That if you got put on a ventilator, you had more than ninety percent chance of dying while you were on it. <clears throat> so mistake after mistake after mistake. And why? Because they have to keep the panic up. Um, remember, it was only going to be a shutdown for two weeks. Things are going to go back to, by Easter. Things are going to be back by 4th of July. It's only to flatten the curve. And then when the curve was flat and we knew that the deaths and, and infectivity was down, like summertime, like all viruses go down in the summertime, um, how do they still keep the restrictions in place? By giving you the PCR test, um, saying that you've got to test, you've got to test, you've got to test. So let's look at the actual PCR test or the number of deaths. Because when we look at this, you're looking at um, what, are the, what are the death rates now? Uh, in America, they're talking nearly 300,000 people. Well, why is that? Well, if we look way back when, and I know it's so hard to remember back to March, because March was so far ago. Okay, well, this... <laughs> The CDC came out with a recommendation that if any death is suspected from COVID, that it is put as the primary cause. That means that if you could have a virus infection, um, but you also had chemotherapy, heart disease, and were hit by a truck, you were listed as a COVID death. Now, that seems tongue-in-cheek, and it's just insanity, <clears throat> but this is the document. It dated March 24, 2020. Alert. Um, what happens if the terms reported on the death certificate indicate uncertainty? If the death certificate reports terms such as probable COVID or likely COVID, these terms will be assigned a new ICD number. It's not likely that the National um, Center for Health Service will follow up these cases. COVID-19 should be reported on death certificate for all descendants where the disease caused or is assumed to be caused or contributed to the death. Let me read that again. COVID-19, now these were instructions back in March, and this is no other disease, by the way, ever in any, in any history. <clears throat> Listen to the, the, I'm reading it right off of the report. COVID-19 should be reported on the death certificate for all descendants where the dis disease caused or is assumed to have caused or have contributed to the death. That's it, man. It's got to be put on there. Now, you might say, well, wouldn't that elevate the levels of death? Absolutely it will. And this is why we have the death certificates, which has never had that instruction, assumed to have caused or contributed to it? 
that's that's why when you get somebody with failed three rounds of chemotherapy, heart disease, they're they're 85 years old and they're taking 20 medications, but they have a positive COVID test, bam, they're COVID. So they have to do that in order to keep those criteria up. We have to keep that panic up to keep the restrictions in place just in time to get that vaccine forced on everyone. You've got to keep that danger. <clears throat> now, the CDC, luckily the censors are still censoring people like that. Um, the CDC um, said that their numbers were a little off, and this is why they were censured Okay, on Facebook and, and YouTube. Because it turns out that their numbers were 96, 94% off. That's right. So if you look at the numbers, the deaths, and when you're looking at two to 300,000 people listed as having died from um, COVID or COVID-19, that they didn't die from it. They might have died with it at least 94% of the time. They found out that healthy people, healthy people, with no comorbidities, dying of this virus, even though the testing isn't really accurate, was about 6% of the cases. That means those numbers that the media is trying to scare the heck out of you with are 94% off. <clears throat> now, it's interesting because millennials, I think, are insane right now. I mean, they're the ones that are wearing the mask like crazy. Grandma and Grandpa have already lived long enough to have seen a number of different uh, infections. In my life, I've seen about four pandemics, and I'm still alive, and I'm totally into personal responsibility. I will go into any infectious disease ward wearing any type of appropriate equipment, and I'm okay because I've been around diseases. That's pretty much my job. So when you look at what is your actual risk of death, it is minuscule. And in fact, even if you're over 85 years old, from one to over 85 years old, you have a 99.5% recovery rate of not dying from this. And anybody under um, 65 years old, you have a 99.8% chance of not dying from this. And heck, you have a ninety, uh, you have a ninety-eight point, ninety-nine point eight percent chance of dying every day of not dying every day in America. So it, it's literally there is no risk. So what is the purpose of this? Well, I want you to to we're going to present the teacher versus learner experiment, and this is literally where people. Um, uh, it, it was an experiment to understand how Germans in World War II, normal, everyday, you know, wonderful people, bakers, you know, manufacturers, mechanics, um, could, under orders, kill people, okay? And, and this experiment was done where you had a teacher who was at this board with questions that they were going to ask and levers that if they throw the switch, it electrocutes a guy in the next room. The guy in the next room is, is not part of the experiment um, or, or a, a participant. He is actually one of the controls. He is actually involved in this, so he's not really getting shocked. He's just explaining that, that um, or, or screaming when the guy throws the button. So 
the guy throwing the button to electrocute this guy um, is um, is the the main one experiments. And it's interesting because a Milgram who set up this study to to study really how could people do this, um, he wrote in the Perils of Obedience. Stark authority was pitted against the subjects. As the strongest moral imperatives against hurting others with the subjects' uh, participants, um, screams of the victims, the authority won out. Now, what they kept on saying was, please continue. The experiment requires you to continue. It is absolutely essential that you continue. You have no other choice but to continue. And over and over and over, repeating this, two-thirds of the participants continued to the highest level. And this means the first question they, they got wrong, they got 100 volts. Then they got 120 volts. And then they got up to 450 volts. And and this was with screams with the person begging to stop. But what would happen is 65%, two-thirds of the participants made it to the highest level everyone made it beyond 300 volts or up to 300 volts. And think of what you're being asked to do right now. You're being asked to separate your children. You're being asked to close your businesses. You're being asked to close your church, not hang out with family members, stop the holidays, isolate yourself. Why? Despite what the facts say, the continuous information that's flowing to you over media and you are, it is totally being censored. Um, and what are you told? Even though you're not liking the experiment, you don't like having your, seeing your kids' education suffer, you don't like not connecting with your friends, you don't like wearing a mask all the time, you don't like sanitizing your hand or being feared, please continue. The experiment requires you to continue. It's absolutely essential that you continue. You have no other choice but to continue. What are you continually told by the media? You have no other choice but to continue. We have to flatten the curve. Oh, they don't say flatten the curve anymore, do they? No, you have to reduce the number of cases. Oh, the cases, really? The PCR test. Now, <laughs> which we're going to get into. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, um, who wrote the Gulag Archipelago, which I totally recommend, particularly it's pertinent to nowadays. Um. If we had an enemy that we can go after and just defeat, but you know right now, you know family members that, that have either shunned you or you've shunned them. They're either wearing the mask and drank the Kool-Aid or they're trying to get other people to be free and be independent. Quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, If it were only all so simple... If only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it were necessary only to separate from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being, and who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? End of quote. So this is the challenge that we're presented with. We use facts, data, and common sense. Facts, data, and common sense. And through that, that's what we're going to decide. Um, that's how we make decisions based on our life. 
but everybody, even the family members that have ostracized um, me, the ones that wouldn't show up to our Thanksgiving because they were afraid of the virus. Why? <laughs> I keep going back. You have no other choice but to continue. This is absolutely essential that you continue. The experiment requires you to continue. I can just see that learner and teacher experiment going over and over. Well, tonight we have um, an article that literally was published out of the Johns Hopkins uh, study, and uh, it was deleted. Okay, and that deleted article we're going to put on our censored version tonight, but I'm going to read um, the, uh, uh, the, the letter from uh, Johns Hopkins to say why they censored it. After the newsletter was published, this article on November 22nd, it was brought to our attention that the coverage of Geneve Brion's presentation, COVID-19, a look at U.S. data, has been used to support dangerous inaccuracies that minimize the impact of the pandemic. Brian's study not only used exclusively in understanding, uh, it should not be used exclusively in understanding the impact of COVID-19, but should be taken in context with countless other data published by Hopkins, the World Organization, and the Center for Disease Control. Briand was quoted in saying, all these points to no evidence that COVID-19 created any excess deaths. Total number of deaths are not above normal deaths. This claim is incorrect and does not take into account the spite of raw deaths counts from all causes compared to previous years. Um, we're going to read that. We have the, the deleted article. We have the deleted restricted article. And we will give that to you so you can get the link so you can spread it. Because uh, you'll find out the reason uh, of them using um, percentages and not data is totally not true. This is Dr. John Bergman. You are part of the resistance. Get this information and share this. We will get through this dark winter. God bless you, and I love you. <laughs>